I hate poetry. And I love poetry. You know what, Charles? Poetry opens the mind to new ways of thinking. Oh, yeah? Like what? Like thinking I never want to read another poem again. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one we're going to look at today um, is that people will know this one because... Uh, you say that about uh, everyone, and I don't know I, any of them. <laughs> no, I know. It's, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, find ones that yeah. are accessible and right. uh, that people will have heard of, and maybe not realise that it was poetry. Uh, yeah. But the poet we're looking at today is a guy called Dylan Thomas. Oh, uh, so you know, Dylan, you, another you, poet. You know, Dylan, there's hope yeah. for you, exactly. Funny. So he uh, was born in 1914 and died in 1953. So he didn't live re- for a really long time. Uh, he was 39 when he passed away. So, so usually we see poets, you, when you, every time you bring up their d- date of birth and how long they've lived, yeah, it's usually a long time because they have money. Did this guy yes. not have money or something? <laughs> or just bad genes? Um, he was a reporter, actually. Oh, wow. uh, so he, he was, you know, I'd say probably, yeah. probably middle, middle class, but he, he was a writer. So he, you know, he, he was rich and he wasn't poor, yeah. I, I think. Okay. Um, and his, his most famous work, which we're going to look at, is called Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. And you will you will have heard of it because it is quoted on lots of World War One and Two right. films and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's very much caught up in this um, idea about the war, the wars. I mean, for, for most of his life, our country was at war. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think 1914 to 1953, well, yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. so much war. Absolutely. So, so it, it, it's a product of its time. I would say this poem, but also you can see so many other uh, links in it. It's not just about war. I think it, it's much more malleable than that. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, he, he was Welsh as well, although I'm not going to read it in a Welsh accent because <laughs> that would be that would be horrendous. Uh, Do not go gentle into that good night by Dylan Thomas. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late they grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see with blinding sight. Blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height, curse, bless, me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Pretty dark stuff, isn't it? Yes. Surprised I haven't made a Netflix documentary about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's, yeah, it, it's very emotional and very angsty and yeah. um, revolutionary, some might say. I think, you know... Um, it, That's just that, the Dylan ha- effect, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> it's the Dylan effect yeah do not go gentle into that good night 
Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Yeah, he's like saying, like, raging against the... Yeah, he's raging. It's like, kind of don't submit, right? Resist, resist yeah. arrest. Fuck the police. Kind of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> yes, no, it, it, he's definitely... It's, it's got that revolutionary spirit in it. I think, I think that's why it's so potent as a poem. I think it's why people love it is because it's it's saying don't let go of don't let go of of good don't let go of light like like easier said than done right though i mean yeah oh definitely that's why i mean you feel that that foreboding all through the poem don't you that how difficult it is to do it i want to know i want to know if this guy was actually in the war or if he was just a reporter because i don't know yeah i feel like if you get you know it's scary enough going to the war but it's like saying, you know, rage against being shot and then actually being shot. And he's still shouting rage against it. It almost, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I'd be pretty annoyed if I was that person who had been shot. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, he's not even there. He's just kind yeah. of, yeah. It seems to me that he wasn't ever um, in the war uh, right. due to his, he had ill health, I think. Um, but he was always worried about being conscripted and being being brought into the war basically he's a great dylan a coward alike <laughs> like me i wouldn't have wanted to get gone in that's uh yeah in his words his ailment was an unreliable lung wow so so he you know he had breathing difficulties um he'd often be confined to bed that doesn't um, sound like a medical term though <laughs> like do you know what i mean i've no. got an unreliable lung i've never heard a doctor say that <laughs> yeah all no. right mate <laughs> exactly and it could have been anything from maybe he'd had pneumonia yeah. and it just or, or cancer or like and i mean he died early so you know, uh, he, yeah i guess it that, could yeah. it, it could be a sickness uh, i'm not sure i'll find out how he how he passed away okay but yes. i won't give him too much of a hard time if he actually did <laughs> die early from this uh medical thing i feel kind mm. of bad now not gonna lie it's subjective though i guess when we look at it nowadays because back then i don't think soldiers were going why is he not there i feel like there's there was no sense to that because they were like well we're fighting for our country and everyone in at back at home is doing something to help the cause you know what i mean yeah i i think there was this um sexism though of of the the, the genders were supposed to be doing something so like sure. the women were allowed to stay in the country and do the work that the men couldn't do and things and they were sort of holding the thing at yeah. home and so to 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 stay at home you know it, because he was ill and because he couldn't go to to yeah. fight, you know, you could be seen as weak. And I think there's a lot of machoism and a lot of, you know, it, you've got to go and fight. You, otherwise, you're a coward. There was yeah. definitely that sort of attitude in the country, I think. And so I, I I can totally understand feeling like pressure to to be able to go to war. All right. Okay. Um, I see. Uh, he does, so he doesn't need my shit. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't need it. No. Okay, he that's just what doesn't. I wanted to hear. I'll back <laughs> off this guy a bit. <laughs> <laughs> though wise men at their end no dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. So it's, it's interesting, because this is about morality almost. Yeah, yeah he is yeah. complimenting them, calling them wise men. Yeah, wise men at their end no dark is right. Yeah. But because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. So, I mean, this, that's so vague, right? Like, it, yeah. Could it be about sort of the impotence he felt that he couldn't go to war, he couldn't fork any lightning, he couldn't drop any bombs, he yeah. couldn't, you know? Or is it to do with, you know, lightning lights up a sky, right? And, yeah. and that the people feeling like, oh, I've not done good in this life. 
I, I don't want to just die without having made a good impact on the world. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay, rage, rage against the dying of the light. We see that again uh, from the second line or third mm. line of the first answer. He's yeah. sort of repeating himself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a very repetitive poem, right? It's mm. the one message he wants you to get is don't go gentle into that good night. Don't, don't, um, you know, don't get to your deathbed having done nothing that's impacted. Which is ironic because he died early. He died yeah, young. He did die young. He didn't exactly. follow his own message. Or maybe that was his coping mechanism. Being an ill person, mm. you, mm. you know, you're constantly trying to see the light. And if he yeah. was, you know, in bed for most of his life being ill, mm -hmm. it's kind of writing it about himself almost, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was, he did, he was a reporter as well. He worked for, for, new, for newspapers and things like sure. that. So he, he did have employment. And I don't think, from, from what I understand, I don't think he was bedridden sort of all his life. But right. I think it definitely, he did have days where he was bedridden because he was ill. Yeah. So it's sort of that balance of, he had a pre-existing condition. Yeah. And he, so, so I would say for, for Dylan Thomas, I think this poem is his raging against the dying of the light. Like how much joy and how, how much people have enjoyed this poem. Yeah. Um, I know, I know you said you've never heard of it before, but I'm sure many people listening will know that, that this is a very famous poem. Again, it's, it's used in. I recognize so, the lines, like you say, I do recognize. Yeah. I've must have yeah. seen some World War II films of this. Yeah, something quotes yeah. like this in. Yeah, exactly. It, it's very much paired with that sort of media. Yeah. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late they grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Again, repeating himself in the first line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's lots of different ways he's sort of articulating it. And wild men, people going above and beyond the normal person, right? Yeah. It's all, I, f I feel also like calling them wild men it is it is wild going up in a especially back then you mm. know when planes were even less secure than they are now yeah um, and it is an instant death isn't it it's like at least on the battlefield mm. you can maneuver yourself a bit more whereas yes. you shoot some one thing on the plane it can easily go down you're screwed that's it you know right. that's it at, at least you're probably broken limbs and things and, and exactly. at worst you're dead yeah exactly. i feel like this is you know he's comparing survivability in a war i mean you know, he's not actually in it, but he's thinking about it at least. And he's thinking, well, he is. yeah, what, what is the best way you can survive? And there's a lot of war stories where it's like, oh, you know, I killed all these men. It's about getting the most efficient kills yeah, as possible. Whereas this mm -hmm. is actually, it's almost like being put into a wilderness and surviving. It's not actually about mm. killing the opposite team or winning. It's actually no. about just surviving that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is exactly. It, it's it's about surviving. You're yeah. right. It's like the bare grills of his time. <laughs> I, yes, in in a way. <laughs> Who didn't actually go out there and do it? Just sort of wrote about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even here we have grave men. Right, that's a play yes. on words. Yeah, grave men near death who see with blinding sight. Blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's it is quite depressing. It's this sort of apocalyptic yeah. feeling of you know like meteorites and mm. thing. I mean, it's bombs. You know, you could interpret it as bombs. Yeah. Um, and and sort of again, his light has been portrayed as good so far, but then he, now he's sort of saying some of the light that we see is 
bomb explosions and, and fire and things like that. And you, my father, there on the sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Yeah. It's, um, do you know what? I thought this would make a great metal song. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Do not oh, go yeah. gentle into the good night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. I, I can feel do that. metal, but yeah, um, it'd be amazing. <laughs> This poem is basically telling people not to die, even though he's not there, which, yeah, uh, you know, I feel like he's had it bad enough, so I'm not going to say it's hypocritical or whatever, but, uh, you know, the the idea that he died young is is kind of, that is kind of dark comedy, isn't it? It's ironic, it's, yeah, I, yeah there's, definitely. there's definitely some irony in it. It is, and, and sad. It is sad, <laughs> well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this was from World War Two, so... Mm. I actually thought this poem was a bit disrespectful because the first line or well, the second line about old age, I mm. thought he was going to like a care home and telling <laughs> these old people, stop dying, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> well, you know, just rage against it. I didn't realise this was about the war, so that changes my perception of it completely. So this is our first user submitted poem now, um, awesome. which is really cool. Um, we will be doing a whole sort of special on, um, if we haven't already, <laughs> by the time this mm -hmm. goes out, about user-submitted poems. If you would like to submit your poem, you can DM us on Instagram at I Hate Poetry Podcast, or you can go to our website and just send in an email. Um, yes. We can't guarantee it's going to be on there because we, you know, we will look at it though. That's yes. that, We will look at it and, you know, if it, if it gets in there, then that's great. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And... And who knows? So this one's by a guy called Ryan J. Tomlin, um, mm -hmm. who we actually kind of know, which is weird. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> when, when, when Dylan sent me uh, his page, I, I was like, I went to school with this boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and then Dylan said he'd met him at a YouTube gathering and I thought, well, maybe it isn't. Yeah. And then lo and behold... He's both. It was true. It's the same <laughs> exactly. person. Th this makes it sound like there was a bias, but he was actually the first person that he submitted was. a poem. And also, I don't think he knew who we were when he submitted it because no. his email was like, hi, can you play this? It wasn't like, hey, Dylan and Charlie, how are you guys? Like, I don't think you yeah. realized it was us. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um, yeah. So, uh, hi, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ryan Tomlin. So this is the poem he sent us. Uh, it's actually an audio clip, so it's quite nice that we have him reading it. Mm. Misery loves my company. Stress seeks my attention. Jealousy and envy have long since moved on, but doubt still deserves a mention. My pockets are lined with guilt. My wallet is full of regret. But sadness, despair and frustration... They're the ones that I wish I'd forget. Shame is a distant acquaintance. Confusion is my best friend. Embarrassment, sorrow and bitterness. They seem to have shown me their end. Though my negative thoughts don't define me, they often make things hard to cope. But my alliance is the one that denies them. My alliance lies with hope fantastic yeah i love that i i that's a real poet isn't it yeah it is um and i have a lot of things to say about it so cool this is good should we go line by line and analyze this thing i feel like we need a yes. jingle for analyzing <laughs> can you can you make one charlie analyze uh, me 
<laughs> it's time for analysis time. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm going to remix that. You'll see. <laughs> Put some dubstep behind it. <laughs> Misery loves my company. Stress seeks my attention. I, I already love this. Is mm. this personification on feelings. Like, mm. I want to know, is stress Ryan's ex-girlfriend? And misery like his current lover? Like, Ooh. I think this is a great way to describe women. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> I don't know if that's the angle he was going for. Um, no, maybe not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I think, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely an angsty poem, but yeah. in, a, in a good way, I, I think, by the end. Absolutely. I don't think, so this is what I was going to say is, I was trying to work out whether it was an iambic pentameter, which is a meter, which is a meter is like the rhythm of a poem. Right. Um, and I, I don't think it is, but it has that feeling of a Shakespearean poem. Right. Because um, it feels like the lines have like, a, he's really thought about the meter of the lines. Yeah. Um, and you can even hear in his delivery, it fe- they all feel very similar, don't they? They sort of slot together very neatly. So yeah. I really like the way he's done that. Um, yeah, it sort of makes you feel like he's in control, like that this is maybe a, a page from a journal mm. and he's, and it's sort of like looking back on the past where maybe he didn't feel in control, but now he's managed to put it down on paper and sort of control his anxieties, control all these emotions that are going on within him. Putting uh, it all out it, there. Yeah, exactly. I like so I, I really like that, uh, Ryan. I think that's great. Jealousy and envy have long since moved on. But doubt still deserves a mention. My pockets are lined with guilt. My wallet is full of regret. We've all been there, mate. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 incredibly stingy. Like, you know, if I feel like I've wasted my money, like, mm. oh gosh, I it's just really stressful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wait, what, do you ever make like? purchases like in the middle of the night and you wake up the next day and you go why did i why did i <laughs> no, buy that no no i never understood this like a hangover you know when you wake up you're like oh what did i do um yeah. i've never had that i when I, before i purchase something and my girlfriend might say something different but if i if i've purchased something i will think about it before like mm. i'll have a whole comparison thing like i will i don't know and it's the same <laughs> When, when I spend money on my girlfriend, like, and it's a nice thing as well, because I'm like, well, what, what's the best thing? I don't want to buy her something that's, you know, she's not going to like or is yeah. going to be irrelevant. Like, yeah. I, I think about what I buy a lot before I go ahead and buy it. It's it's interesting what you were saying earlier about the relationship angle, because he says mm. jealousy and envy have long since moved on. Yeah. And moved on is a is a term about relationships, right? You move on from yeah. someone. Um. And jealousy and envy are obviously very, you know, if you're jealous of someone or jealous for envious of someone, yeah. you can definitely put that in relationship terms. Absolutely. Um, and he doesn't need to be jealous if there's no one there. Right, exactly. It's got to involve another person. Yeah. Um, you know, it says my pockets are lined with guilt. Well, guilt as well. You can have the word guilt like shame and sort mm. of that sort of guilt, but also guilt. Uh, there's like, if something is guilt, it's it's been plated with gold. Yeah. It's... Um, and it's a it's a different spelling, of course, but mm. um, so so it's almost like my pockets are lined with guilt, like shame, and also money. Yeah. Um. So that you know, I think that's. I don't know if he intended that as a, a meaning, but I really like that that meaning is there. Yeah, absolutely. But he's a poet, mm. so he must be rich. 
<laughs> Maybe. We did go to private school together. Oh, well, there we go. There, there we it go. is, Charlie, spilling the beans. I bet you wish you never went to school with him now. After that. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, he, I think he was in my sister's year, so I, I don't think I actually right. okay. talked to him all that much on a daily basis. But we, did, right. we were aware of each other. Right. It's interesting. I, I'm actually really curious about my wallet is full of regret. Like these sort of, it's, it makes you question what I yeah. like about this poem is it makes you question, like you say, is there an event that's happened yeah. or, or is this just actually, is it about mental health? Is it mm. about how you get out of feeling all these things? Yeah. Uh, is it a motivational poem? Like, but sadness, despair, and frustration, they're the ones I wish I'd forget. Hmm. Shame is a distant acquaintance. Confusion is my best friend. Embarrassment, sorrow, and bitterness, they seemed to have shown me their end. Mm. So I, I wonder, I mean, maybe this isn't the way he intended it. It'd be interesting to make like two two columns of things that seem to be sticking around yeah. and emotions that seem to have moved on and disappeared yeah. and see if there's any comparisons. We've got misery, we've got stress, we've got doubt. Mm. Uh, guilt and regret, confusion, um, sadness, despair, confusion. Yeah, shame is a di- so shame is a distant acquaintance. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's gone far away. Embarrassment, sorrow, and bitterness have shown him their end. So he doesn't have embarrassment, sorrow, or bitterness anymore. Yeah, I don't know if there's. Yeah, I don't know if there's links. Actually, I'm not sure. If these but- are women, Ryan's been through a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it could be men. We don't know his orientation. <laughs> Yeah, true. Let's, you know, could, yeah, or it could be a, a mix of both because you know, um, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. It could be. It could be anyone. It could not even be relationships in a romantic sense. So here we go. Um, this is sort of like the conclusion, I think, mm. of this poem, which is what I really love. Though my negative thoughts don't define me, they often make things hard to cope. But my alliance is the one that defies them. My alliance lies with hope. So he sort of made like a, an Avengers style of all these feelings, the yeah. ones that stayed with him. Uh-huh. The, that's his alliance, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's mentioned he's mentioned a lot of feelings like misery, stress, embarrassment, all these. You know mm. what he's missing? What? Arousement. Where's that one? <laughs> that's not been mentioned. It's in every other poem <laughs> that we read. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But that's still with him though, isn't it? But that one's... All right, doing good. So one of the things about Ryan is that he's an author of, of children's books. So right. I think, actually... <laughs> Sorry for mentioning this... the arousement, Ryan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, I, but what I think's great about it is, is this poem is it can be accessed by kids if they wanted to. Like, yeah. it, it is, there is nothing in here that is unsafe for them to hear. And as a teacher, yeah. that's actually really... I, I think schools want poetry that, you know, kids can access and it... it mm contains really great wholesome content for them to study so i I really like this and and maybe i might use it in one of my lessons sometime i think that would be interesting Ofcom would be very happy with this i Uh, ofcom is offstead ofcom is like television and stuff (laughs) ofstead is the education sorry ofstead why is it always off something uh it'd be like office of or something yeah that makes sense yeah and and stead is ed like education Cool. It just shows how long I haven't been in school, to be honest. Um, I like, yeah, I think I think I agree with you with the whole children aspect. Because like that's, you know, when you're young, and I remember like in primary school, you learn feelings. I feel like feelings is one of the first thing you learn. Like, that person mm. is sad. That person is stressed. You know, like, yeah, um, yeah it, it really works well with explaining feelings and, you know, kind of the things that are associated with them. 
definitely. Like when I was working in schools, we'd we'd have PSHE lessons mm. where we talk about feelings and you know, oh how 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 is this person feeling in this picture? How do you know? Because yeah. actually, you need to learn a lot of that stuff. You yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. You don't just sort of come out of your of your parents sort of. Ha- like knowing all your emotions like you have no yeah. idea you're in this body that has all these emotions you don't know what they are you don't know what's going on you don't know why you feel you know it's confusing life is confusing for children i think absolutely <laughs> and you know looking back at school i never i was never taught about mental health and I, again obviously i'm not in school mm. now but i and you're a teacher i'm guessing yeah there's a lot more um study and acknowledgement about it because yeah, I don't know definitely. if you ever, like, you know, the first time you're depressed, like for me, it was probably when I was like 18, 19, the first mm. time. I, I, it's so weird because you're like, well, what is this feeling? Like how, why, yeah. this is so shit. Why am I feeling this way? There's no explanation. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I had similar experiences like in my teenage years and you, you're just like hoping that this is just puberty, right? Yeah. And this isn't going to be a long-term thing. Yeah. Um, and, and you just have to, some things you sort of have to figure out for yourself, but, yeah, but other things you can, you can get help with. And, um, and I think what I love about this poem is it's, it's almost like telling you how to live your life. It's, it's got sort of a, a second purpose of sort of teaching Yeah. Uh, about, you know, if you, if you sort of put your hope, if you have hope, if you have sort of light in your life, you can mm. overcome all of these all of these feelings absolutely um, that might weigh you down that's so. that was a great submission and i think mm, um we're not doing we're, we're not doing a, a poem written by me today because we'll be doing user submitted poems for a while um i yes. will write a poem once in a while but it'll be a little treat but i feel that this has <laughs> set the bar really high mm, it has definitely i love it i, I think i think i, I want to like i said i want to use this in a class i think i think people would I think kids would really get a lot out of it. And, you know, we want to welcome any submissions from any... They don't have to be for kids, obviously. They can be... Yeah, raunchy, They can be about death. They can they can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just bear in mind, it has to be as good as this one. That's <laughs> 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 the bar. Or as good as my poem, which the bar isn't too high for those ones. Cool. Well, that was fun. Yeah, this is great. Thank you, Ryan, for sending that in. If you'd like to find out more about RJ Tomlin, uh, the poet that was featured today, you can go to his website, rjtomlin.com. He's actually a street performer. Um, and I, I think I saw him once in Leeds Town Centre just giving away poems. So, And it's different, isn't it? When someone gives you a poem, it feels a lot more personal. It like, And it, it dis- I, I feel like it eliminates that class aspect, you know? Um, so that's, that's really nice as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you want to f- find out more about us, uh, if you want to follow along with the poems on our website, uh, you can do that at ihatepoetry.co.uk. Uh, we post all the poems. Whenever we release an episode, we post the poems on our website. Um, you can also follow the RSS feed on there and find all the places that uh, the podcast gets released. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening. and We'll see you later. Absolutely. Absolutely.